Welcome to Season 2 of Awesome, the podcast where we talk about everything from faith, health, setting goals, and basically anything that is awesome. In this season, we are diving into the Book of Romans, so grab your Bible and let's begin. Hi guys, and welcome back to Season 2 of Awesome. Um, This is Episode 4, which means that we will be reading and talking about Romans chapter four. Um, I just want to put here real quick before I even start talking about the chapter um, that if you have not listened to the first three episodes of this season, I would highly suggest listening to them. Um, Usually that's not the case with my podcast and you can listen to them in whatever order because they're just kind of about random topics. But since we are reading through a book of the Bible, um, I would highly suggest reading it in order and listening to these in order because you will get more out of it. And I do reference stuff from other episodes. Um, I know I say this at the beginning of every episode, um, but I just want to make sure that if you're just here clicking on a random episode, um, that you know that it'd be very beneficial for you to go back and start with episode one. Um... I'm glad that you made it to episode four. Um, I hope you have been enjoying this series. I've been enjoying it. Um, Planning episodes has been really fun for me um, just because I get to dive more into the chapter because I have to explain it to you guys, which means I have to understand it myself. Um, And honestly, with Romans 4, it was very confusing the first time I read it, but then I just started going places and looking for um like looking stuff up on the internet and just kind of breaking it down piece by piece um so yeah this intro was very long so let's just get right into talking about Romans 4. Okay so Romans 4 um like I said earlier, this was a kind of a confusing chapter for me, um, just because I didn't understand what they were trying to tell me, what they were trying to teach me, like, what was really happening, and, um, honestly, if I was just, I know this is really bad, but I just want to be honest with you guys, if I was just reading this as my normal Bible study, I don't think I would have dug in as deep as I did for this episode, um, because, like, I did get stuff out of it the first time I read through it, but I didn't really understand what they were telling me, um, until I looked stuff up and went into the little sections that I talk about, um, and so that's why I really have been enjoying doing this series, because it has, it's, like, kind of not really forced me, but I've had to look stuff up because I need to understand what it's saying so then I can explain it to you. So, honestly, if you want to get more out of your Bible studies just in everyday life, pretend you have to go and you have to teach that chapter or even that verse or those couple chapters to someone else because then you'll really understand it. That's like a trick I learned in school, like with math. If you think you understand what you're doing, now go and try to teach one of your friends what you have to do and then see if you really understand it because if you can explain it then you do understand it okay so that was a long tangent of um 
why I like doing the series and series like this. Okay, so Romans 4, back on the topic. Um, I like to kind of think of a theme or not think of or try to figure out a theme for the chapters. And the one that I found for Romans 4 is circumcision is what is not what makes a person righteous. It's the it's just a sign of faith. So circumcision is just the um, example that they are using um, in this chapter, but you can replace that with anything that you think of that makes you think that person is a Christian or that you think that that's all you have to do to have faith. And one, like a really big one for me is going to church. Um, this is what I struggled with. I always thought just going to church was having a relationship with God and that the only place where um, I had to, where I worked on my relationship with God was once a week, Sunday, twice a week um, when we did like youth group and stuff. But it was usually like Sunday and Wednesdays are like the only days that I need to talk to God or read my Bible or dig into the word or anything. But that's not not the case at all. And I think this is something I'm really passionate about because for some reason it's brought up in every single episode that I record. But the biggest way to build your relationship with God is by doing what you do in a church outside of church. So I feel like when you first become a Christian, even like for me, it was the case. I thought I had to act one way in church and then I had to act another way in front of my friends. But if you feel like you have to act another way, that's not the way you act in church. Either you're faking it in church or you need to get new friends because the friends you do have, they're not helping you get closer to God. Um, if you have to act in a non-Christian like way in order to fit into that group. Um, and that's something I really had to learn and take a really close look at my, what I thought was my key group of friends because they were not helping me go closer to God. And so I had to find new friends and friends that were helping me, um, with my relationship with God. So, um, that is kind of what Romans 4 is about. Um, right away, I'm going to make a connection and I feel like, um, what is talked about here is a continuation of the end of Romans 2, because the last section of Romans 2 is called Circumcision of No Avail. avail. Um, so I feel like this is just kind of continuing it more. So, the first four verses are called Abraham Justified by Faith. So, what I wanted to do for these first four verses is basically just who is Abraham? Because I feel like I I know the main people that are talked about in the Bible and like Abraham is mentioned and to me it was just a name until I really sat down and I researched who Abraham was and I found out a lot of stuff about him that I did not know. And so I just wanted to explain to you guys who is Abraham because I feel like we need to know why Paul is using him as an example in this chapter. Um, like, what? why does it matter? Why are we using Abraham as an example? Why should we know Abraham's story? So, basically, so when you think of people in the Bible, they're usually, like, had a prophecy. They were a prophet. They wrote one of the books. They were a singer that sang these songs. Um, 
they made some type of law. Like, usually they did something great or they had a title or something. But when it comes to Abraham, he didn't have a prophecy, which you don't know what a prophecy is. Um, it's like when they see what's going to happen or they kind of guess. Like, that's what a prophet is, is they prophesy stuff that's going to happen. Um, so he didn't have any of those. He didn't write a book in the Bible, even though he's mentioned multiple times. He is not an author of any of the books of the Bible. He didn't sing, like, a song that glorified God. Um, that's what David did. Like, he didn't do anything like that. And he didn't make a law. So those are the main things we think about that usually people in the Bible do, and that's why they're known for. But he didn't do any of that. Even though he didn't do any of those things, people still looked up to him. And he was actually known as the father of faithfulness. So you might be asking yourself, okay, well, if he didn't do any of these great things that people usually do when they're known, why why is he known as the father of faithfulness? Like, what the heck is going on? So I was also wondering this. I was like, okay, why is he so well known, but he hasn't done any of these, like, incredible things that like the disciples did or the uh, other like main people in the bible well basically he got a revelation from god and he left the certain for the uncertainty so when i read this when i was researching who abraham was i was like oh my gosh why why have i not already searched up this this guy and learned more about him because I feel like he's exactly the person that me pers- I personally need to look up to because he got this revelation from God. God told him to do something and he had a life that was certain and he knew what was going to happen but then he got this calling from God and he left his certain. He left his life. He left his normal. He left what he was comfortable in and he went to the uncertainty. He went out of his comfort zone he left he went away and i feel like that is something that we all need to work on um even me like i really need to work on this because i feel like i'm so set in my ways and what i'm doing and i hate going out of my comfort zone like it gives me anxiety but we need to leave our uncertainty or well can't talk we need to leave our certainty and our comfort and go into the uncomfortable because if we don't our relationship with God is not going to grow you won't grow in anything in life especially your relationship with God if you don't believe you're certain and you're comfortable literally nothing has I just want you to sit there and ask yourself this question have you ever grown more in your life in a sport or a talent or something that you you like to do have you ever improved on that skill when you don't try new things and you don't try and you don't step out of your comfort zone like in a sport has a team ever done really good with doing the same play over and over no They have to learn new ones and they have to be uncomfortable with them at first until they learn them and then their team improves because they have this whole new play. Like, it's just so crazy how we're so stuck and uncomfortable and are certain 
And that really affects us because we're not growing in any aspect of our life. So, um, another reason why I think Abraham is a really cool person to look up to and to kind of use as an example is he was subject to failures. He failed all the time. And we fail all the time. It's literally like, it's, you can't accept, you can't escape failure. And so I think he was, he knew he was going to fail, but he still left his certain to go to the uncertainty. And I think that's okay. So the first step is we need to be more comfortable with being uncomfortable. But then when we do go into those uncomfortable positions, we need to know, we need to know that it's okay to fail. It's okay to get knocked down. We need to get we need to get right back up. Um recently this week, um I live 30 minutes away from my school, so I drive a lot during the day and I've been listening to podcasts and I've been listening to Sadie Sadie Rob Huff's podcast. She was originally known as Sadie Robinson, but then she got married. Um, and something she says all the time on her podcast is when you fall down in public, you get up twice as fast. So I think that's something to always keep in mind is when you do fall in your faith or you do just fall at anything to get right back up because everyone fails. I don't think I can say that enough, but I just need you to like grill it into your mind that everyone fails. So. Another reason why Abraham is so cool and that we should look up to him and um, kind of use, use him as an example is that he believed in waiting time. So I think this is something a lot of us struggle with because I know it's something that I struggle with so much. And it's those times where nothing really big in your like relationship with God is happening. Like there's those great big moments of clarity and these experiences with God. And then there's those, those small little moments that lead up to those big moments. But then in between each of these small moments is a period of time where like, it feels like nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. Everything's staying the same. You feel like you're not getting closer to God. God isn't answering you as fast as you want him to. That waiting time is so so important and what we do with that waiting time is so important and I don't think I realized how important it was until I read this for or this chapter and just kind of meditated on it because those waiting times if you spend them the correct way they can lead to amazing things and that that's that's Incredible. So, um, that's kind of who Abraham is. And so people looked up to Abraham as an example because he was known as the father of faithfulness. Why wouldn't you look up to him? All that. So in these first four, is it four verses? Yeah. In these first four verses, people are questioning if Abraham was justified by his, by his work. And then shouldn't he get to boast about it? So in the chapter before this, in the last little section, it was talking, telling us that we don't need to boast about anything. Like we shouldn't brag, all that. 
but these people are like, okay, well, Abraham, like, did all this amazing work. Shouldn't he be allowed to boast and to brag about it? No, because why? You can't boast. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't help you at all. And God, in um, kind of going back to Romans 3, um, there is, there is only one God who justifies everyone's actions, no matter if they believe in him or not. So if God is justifying everyone's actions and is doing amazing things in everyone's life, then why, what's the point of boasting? Um, because we all make mistakes and we are all going through our own little journey with God. So why, why do you have to boast? Because God is doing the same thing in everyone's life yes it does look different for everyone but he is forgiving everyone's sins and he knows you're not perfect and there's just literally no reason to brag um and then kind of going on they're asking uh when he wasn't this is a little bit later on but they're asking kind of what happened before he was circumcised and um Ab the reason Abraham's actions were justified and why everyone's actions are justified before they give their life over to God or before they work on their relationship with God is because if you believe in God just a little bit, then you are righteous. There's people who are questioning their faith, but they still believe in God. They just don't know where they really stand. God will make them righteous. And they have to make that decision themselves. But even if they just have a tiny bit of faith. It says somewhere in the Gospels that a mustard seed of faith can do amazing. Th I, don't, I don't know. I'm not saying that correctly. But it talks about a mustard seed of faith. And how that can do such great things. And how, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a mustard seed. But it's so tiny. So tiny. So if you just have a little bit of faith. You can go a long ways. But then if you if you plant that seed in soil and you take care of it, you water it, you give it sun, you pick the weeds around it, that seed is going to grow. And if we do the same thing with our faith and we watch what we're doing outside of church and we work on our relationship with God and we read the Bible and we listen to Christian music and we just talk to God and recognize our mistakes and try to correct them, then our mustard seed of faith is going to grow. So, I literally have talked for 16 minutes about the first four verses, so we're going to move on and do verses 8 or 5 through 8. And um, it says David celebrates the same truth. So, again, who is David? Why are we using him as, as an example? And why does it matter if he's doing the same thing as Abraham? So, if you have not read the Old Testament, I highly suggest it. It can be boring sometimes just because it's a lot of like history kind of, but it, there's amazing things in there too. And I'm slowly working my way through it, but I would highly suggest it. Um, but in there, we learn that David is the king of Israel. He was the king after Saul. Um, and then if you ever heard the story David and Goliath, this is the same David. Um, and then he was first known as a singer before he became a king. So that's just a little bit more, uh, it's way less background information um, than Abraham, but I feel like a lot more people 
know stuff about David just because he was a king and those are kind of common stories but um personally I didn't know a lot about Abraham so that's why I wanted to talk more about him but David and Abraham um I said the word wavelength they're on the same wavelength um and they they're taught they believe the same thing how we shouldn't boast and um we shouldn't boast about what God is doing in our life yes we need to share it but we need to make sure we're not sharing it in a bragging way and we're sharing it in a way that helps people with their journey with God um and he also believed that if you believe in God then you are made righteous so David and Abraham believed in the same thing and that's just kind of what those verses are saying so then if we move on to verses 9 through 12 um I kind of touched on this a little bit but these are or these verses are labeled Abraham justified before circumcision so after these we like learn who Abraham is and who David is the people are asking um if you have to be circumcised to receive the goodness of God so these people are so confused because they were like, well, Abraham didn't get circumcised right away. Like, well, how were his actions justified before he was circumcised and all that? And that goes back to the, if you believe in God, that you're righteous and he forgives your sins. And circumcision is just a action of your faith. Um, and that's what Paul answers him or answers these people is that he tells them that Abraham's actions were justified before he was circumcised. And that's like the whole main point of this chapter was that his actions were still justified. Um, and then Abraham only got circumcised to, as an example or as a symbol of his faith. Um, so kind of putting this into things we understand, um, or an example, uh, of today's world is like a cross necklace. I wear a cross necklace most of the day, mo like most days. Um, I have a couple that I just like keep on like all the time. But just because you wear a cross necklace doesn't mean you have a relationship with God. Anyone can wear a cross ne necklace. But it's, it's what you do in your alone time and what you're doing to improve your relationship with God that shows you that you are righteous and you have this relationship with God and wearing a cross necklace is just a symbol of that of your faith it doesn't mean you have faith but it's just a symbol of it I don't know if that makes any sense but I hope it does um because before Abraham was even circumcised he had a relationship with God and so um that is what helped his actions be justified and his sins be forgiven I feel like I'm rambling for so long but we are on the last sec or yeah the last section which is verse 13 through the end and this is called the promise granted through faith so all the promises that God made Abraham were granted to him when he created a relationship with him so God has all of our lives planned out. And I think that is such a crazy thing. And just such a crazy thing to think about. That our lives are all mapped out by God. And he will grant us all of these promises that he has made us in the Bible. And in our free time with him. But we just have 
to have faith in him. He's going to do it in his timeline, not ours. So we need to have faith. And when we have faith, our promises are granted. And it just, it, that just blows my mind. And this whole episode and this whole chapter has blown my mind. And I didn't mention this at the beginning, but I uh, planned this episode Saturday night. And now it is Wednesday. And so it's been a couple days since I've looked at my notes and have read through the chapter. And even just like reading as I'm going um, and before, my mind is completely blown again just by these facts. And it, it's, it's just amazing. And I just, it's crazy. Having a relationship with God is crazy. And it's amazing at the same time. And yeah, so I'm rambling. I'm going to take a break. And then we're going to talk about the four questions that we always talk about. Um, and yeah, be right back. Okay, guys, welcome back. Um, I took an extremely long break because I just talked for so long and I needed to chug some water. So I'm back and I'm ready to talk some more. Um, so basically, at the end of each episode, I like to talk about the four questions that I answer at the end of every episode. Um, I usually end up answering these while talking, but I just kind of want to review them again. Um, this would also be a good time for you guys to answer them. Um, if you didn't answer them before, I forgot to mention that at the beginning. Um, it would be very useful if before you listen to this, I know this is at the end, but if you had already read the chapter, just because I don't read it, um, and answer these four questions at some point, even if you do it after. Um, but I just think you sitting down and actually reading through the chapter and answering these four questions and figuring out what this chapter means to you would make such a difference. Um, than just sitting here listening to me talk about it. Um, I'm just here to help. And yeah, so um, these four questions will always be down below in like the description box, along with a whole bunch of different information about the chapter. But I'm going to answer them real quick because this episode is getting kind of long. So the first question is, what stood out to me? And I, I mean, I just talked for 20 minutes about what stood out to me but um I think the biggest thing in this chapter is the whole like these Christian like actions or like symbols that we do in everyday life to kind of show that we're Christian um it's good to do them because they do show that we're Christian and they help spread the word of God but that's not all there is to having a relationship with God and to having faith in God. Um, and I think we just need to remember that we can still do these things. Like they're still good. They're not bad. We don't need to stop doing them, but we need to stop using them as the only form of trying to build a relationship with God. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that stood out to me. Um, so then the next question is what connections can I make? Um, I made a couple about earlier chapters of Romans, um, but another one for me to kind of connect it to real life, I'm going to kind of combine question two and three. So uh, what connections can I make? And so what does this mean for my life? 
kind of going back to what I was saying, like not just using Christian symbols as your only form of building your relationship with God. Um, we need to do other things. Um, I made the connection of circumcision is like it could another symbol is like wearing a cross necklace. Um, and then kind of for what this means for my life, for your life, for my life, whatever. Um, I think it's the whole concept of just a little bit of faith, a mustard seed of faith, like it is written in the gospels somewhere. No, it is. (laughs) Um, a mustard seed of faith can make a difference in the world and a difference in your life and a difference in your relationship with God. And it's really about those waiting periods in your journey that make a difference and where that mustard seed of faith really does come in handy. Um, And I think just remembering that in those waiting periods, because I know it's really hard. Um, I feel like I've been going through a waiting period for a really long time um, and they can last a long time until that next big thing, that next big step in your relationship with God. But remembering that those waiting periods are are good and that we should believe in waiting time. Um, and just be, just Abraham did it, so we, we should do it. Like, Abraham was known as the father of faithfulness and he believed so much in waiting time and that we are subject to fail. So just accept it, embrace it, make it your own, and you will go far in life. And you will have an amazing relationship with God. Um, the last question is, what questions do I still have? I honestly, like, I don't really have any. I feel like I do so much research while reading this that I answer a lot of the questions that I do have. But, like I say in every episode, if you guys have any questions, make sure to either leave a review on Apple Podcasts um, and we can chat over there. Or you can DM me on the inst- or the podcast Instagram, which is awesome the podcast. Um, or you can comment on the post that I make for this episode, and we can all talk over there. Um, you can share your answers to any of these questions or anything you got out of this episode. Um, but yeah, that's it for today's episode or this week's episode. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying this, and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Awesome. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to let me know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, sharing this episode with a friend, and subscribing.